Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome back to Wave Radio Show. I'm your host, Jetwave, and so the tonight's beautiful and wonderful episode is based on a Disney cult classic film with Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke starring in Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is one of my favorite cult classic Disney movies that I ever I grew up when I was a kid. So it has its wonderful wonderful actors. And it's won five Academy Awards. Five Academy Awards. So I hope you enjoy and have a lovely time listening to Mary Poppins. So here we go.
ladies and gents, comical poem, suitable for the occasion, extemporized and thought up before your very eyes. All right, here we go. Room in for everyone, gather around. The constable is responsible. Now, how does that sound? Mm. Hello, Miss Locke. I got one for you. Miss Locke likes to walk in the park with Andrew. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. Ah, uh, Mrs. Corey, a story for you. Your daughters were shorter than you, but they grew. <laughs> Dear Miss Persimmon. Yes? Winds in the east. Miss coming in. Like something is brewing. About to begin. Can't put me finger on what lies in store. I feel what's to happen. All happened before. I'm sorry, where was I? Cherry tree line, you say? All right, come along with me. This here's cherry tree line. Nice little spot, you might say. Number 17's just down a bit. Now, this imposing edifice, spot first greets the eye, is the home of Admiral Boone, late of His Majesty's Navy. Likes his our ship shape, he does. Ship shape and Bristol fashion at all times. Time gun ready. Ready in charge, sir. Three minutes and six seconds. Aye, aye, sir. What he's famous for is punctuality. The old world takes its time from Greenwich. But Greenwich, they say, takes its time from Admiral Boone. Watch your Admiral. Good afternoon to you, young man. Where are you bound? Number 17. Got some parties here in tow. What wants to see it? Enter that in the log. Aye, aye, sir. A word of advice, young man. Storm signals are up at number 17. Bit of heavy weather brewing there. Thank you, sir. Keep an eye skinned. Here we are. Number 17, Cherry Tree Light. Residence of George Banks Esquire. Hello, hello, hello. Admiral's right. Every weather brewing at number 17 and no mistake. 
Let her go. That's what I say, and good riddance. I never liked her from the moment she set foot in the door. But who gets stuck with the children with no nanny in the house? Me. That's who. Her and her high and mighty ways. And the face of her would stop a coal barge at would. Indeed, Mrs. Brown. I wouldn't stay in this house another minute, not if you heaped me with all the jewels in Christendom. No, no, Katie, Nana. Don't go. Stand away from that door, my girl. But what am I going to tell the master about the children? It's no concern of mine. Those little beasts have run away from me for the last time. They must be somewhere. Did you look round the zoo in the park? You know how Jane and Michael is. Crew, you don't think the lion could have got at them, do you? You know how fond they was of hanging around the cage. But my saying, that's all I'll say. I've done with this house forever. Well, hip, hip, hooray. And don't stumble on the way out, dearie. No, no, Katie, Nana. Mrs. Banks, she's home. Our daughters, daughters, will adore us, and we'll sing and break the chorus. Well done, Sister Suffragette. Good evening, Katie, Nana. Ellen, we had the most glorious meeting. Mrs. Whitburn Allen chained herself to the wheel of the Prime Minister's carriage. You should have been there. Thanks, I would like a word. And Mrs. Ainsley, she was carried off to prison, singing and scattering pamphlets all the way. I'm glad you're home, madam. I've always given the best that's in me. Oh, thank you, Katie Nana. I always knew you were one of us. We're clearly soldiers in petty coats and dauntless crusaders for women's votes. Though we adore men individually, we agree that as a group they're rather stupid. Mrs. Banks, cast off the shackles of yesterday, shoulder to shoulder into the fray. Our daughters' daughters will adore us. And they'll sing in grateful chorus. Well done, Sister Suffragette. Be that as it may, I do not wish to offend, but I... From Kensington to Billingsgate, one hears the restless cries. From every corner of the land, womankind arise. Political equality and equal rights with men. Take heart for Mrs. Pankhurst has been clapped in irons again. No more the meek and mild subservience we. We're fighting for our rights militantly. Never you fear. If I may have a word, Mrs. Pank. So cast off the shackles of yesterday. Shoulder to shoulder into the fray. Our daughters, daughters will adore us. And they'll sing in grateful chorus. Well done, Banks. Well done. Banks. Well done. Banks. What is it, Katie Nana? Mrs. Banks, I have something to say to you. Where are the children? The children, madam, to be precise, are not here. They've disappeared again. Katie Nana, this is really too careless of you. Doesn't it make the third time this week? The fourth, madam. And I, for one, have had my fill of it. I'm not one to speak ill of the children. When do you expect them home? I really couldn't say enough. If you'd be good enough to compute my wages, I'll... Oh, gracious, Kate and Anna, you're not leaving. What will Mr. Banks say? He's going to be cross enough as it is to come home and find the children missing. Ellen, put these things away. You know how the cause infuriates Mr. Banks. Yes, ma'am. Kate and Anna, I beseech you, please reconsider. Think of the children. Think of Mr. Banks. He was just beginning to get used to you. 
few, please. Bit early tonight, aren't you, Admiral? Nonsense. Bang on the dot as usual. How are things in the world of finance? Never better. Money's sound, credit rates are moving up, 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 and the British pound is the admiration of the world. Good man. How do things look from where you stand? Bit chancy, I'd say. The wind's coming up and the glass is falling. Don't like the look of it. Good, good, good. Banks, shouldn't wonder if you weren't staring into a nasty piece of weather. Banks! You hear me? Hello, Katie Nana. That must be heavy. Allow me. <laughs> what a very pretty hat. I feel a surge of deep satisfaction. Much as a king astride his noble steed. Thank you. When I return from daily strife to hearth and wife, how pleasant is the life I lead. Dear, it's about the children. Yes, yes, yes. I run my home precisely on schedule. At 6.01, I march through my door. My slippers, sherry and pipe are due. At 6.02, consistent is the life I lead. George, they're missing. Splendid, splendid. It's grand to be an Englishman in 1910. King Edward's on the throne. It's the age of men. I'm the lord of my castle, the sovereign, the liege. I treat my subjects, servants, children, wife, with a firm but gentle hand. Noblesse oblige. It's 6.03 and the heirs to my dominion are scrubbed and tubbed and adequately fed. And so I'll pat them on the head and send them off to bed. Ah, lonely is the life I lead. Winifred, where are the children? They're not here, dear. What? Well, of course they're here. Where else would they be? I don't know, George. You don't know? Well, they're missing. Katie Nana has looked everywhere. Very well. I'll deal with this at once. Give me the police station. Quickly, please. I don't think we need bother the police, dear. The facts of the matter... Kindly do not attempt to cloud the issue with facts. One fact and one fact alone is crystal clear. Katie Nana's faltered at her post. She's let the family down. And I shall bring her to book... Oh. She's left us, hasn't she? Yes, dear. Only just... What? Uh, George Banks, dear? Yes. Uh, 17 Cherry Tree Lane. It's a matter of some urgency. I should like you to send a policeman round immediately. The policeman's here, George. What? Oh, how very prompt. What wonderful service. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good night. Come in, Constable, come in. Thank you, sir. While going about my duties on the other side of the park, I noted some valuables that had gone astray. I believe they're yours, sir. Valuables? Come along now, come along. Jane. Michael. Winifred, please don't be emotional. Oh, I wouldn't be too hard on them, sir. They've had a long, weary walk today. Children, come here at once. Well? I'm sorry we lost Katie and Anna, Father. You see, it was windy. And the kite was too strong for us. In a manner of speaking, sir, it was the kite that ran away, not the children. Thank you, Constable. I think I can manage this. 
Actually, it wasn't a very good kite. We made it ourselves. Perhaps if you helped us to make one. Oh, that's the ticket, sir. Kites are skittish things. Why, only last week with me only. I'm very grateful to you, Constable, for returning the children. And I'm sure that if you go to the kitchen, Cook will find you a plate of something. Thank you, sir. I shall now return to my duties. Thank you, Constable. Good night, miss. Good night, ma'am. Good night, sir. Cook will find you something. I'm awfully sorry about this, George. I expect you'll want to discuss it. I would indeed. Ellen, take Jane and Michael upstairs straight away. Yes, sir. I knew it. Setting down who bears the brunt of everything around here. Me, that's who. They don't want the honest, hard-working girl around here. They need a ruddy zookeeper. I'm sorry, dear, but when I chose Katie Nana, I thought she would be firm with the children. She looked so solemn and cross. Winifred, never confuse efficiency with a liver complaint. I'll try to do better next time. Next time, my dear, you've engaged six nannies in the last four months, and they've all been unqualified disasters. I quite agree. Choosing a nanny for the children is an important and delicate task. It requires insight, balanced judgment, and an ability to read character. Under the circumstances, I think it might be apropos to take it upon myself to uh, select the next person. Oh, would you, George? The way to find a proper nanny is to go about it in a proper fashion. I shall put an advertisement in the Times. Take this down, please. Yes, of course, dear. Wanted. Uh, no, uh, required. Nanny, firm, respectable, no nonsense. A British nanny must be a general. The future empire lies within her hands. And so the person that we need to mold the breed is a nanny who can give commands. You getting this, Winifred? Oh, yes, dear, every word. A British bank is run with precision. A British home requires nothing less. Tradition, discipline, and rules must be the tools. Without them, disorder, catastrophe, anarchy. In short, you have a ghastly mess. Splendid, George. Inspirational. The Times will be so pleased. Father? Yes? We've discussed everything, and we're very sorry about what we did today. I should certainly think so. It was wrong to run away from Case Nana. It was indeed. And we do so want to get on with the new nanny. Very sensible. I should be glad to have your help in the matter. We thought you would. That's why we wrote this advertisement. Advertisement for what? For the new nanny. You wrote an advert... George, I think we should listen. You said you wanted our help. <laughs> Go very well. Wanted a nanny for two adorable children. Adorable. Well, that's debatable, I must say. If you want this choice position, have a cheery disposition. Jane, I don't... Rosy cheeks, no warts. That's the part I put in. Play games, all sorts. You must be kind, you must be witty. Very sweet and fairly pretty. What about the ridiculous? Take us on outings, give us treats. Sing songs, bring sweets. Never be cross or cruel. Never give us castor oil or gruel. 
Lovers as a son and daughter and never smell of barley water. I put that in too. If you won't scold and dominate us, we will never give you cause to hate us. We won't hide your spectacles so you can't see. Put toads in your bed or pepper in your tea. Hurry, nanny, many thanks sincerely. Jane and Michael, thanks. Thank you, most interesting. I think we've had quite enough of this nonsense. Please return to the nursery. They're only trying to help. They're just children. I'm well aware they're just children, Winifred. I only congratulate myself that I decided to step in and take a hand. Play games, sing songs, give treats. Ridiculous. There's no question in my mind whatsoever. Now is the time for action. Give me the times, please. No, I do not know the number. Oh, George, you're always so forceful. The times? George Banks here, 17 Cherry Tree Lane. I wish to place an advertisement in your column. Time gone ready. Ready in charge, sir. I'll take the report, Mr. Benicol. The wind has changed, sir. Seems to be coming in from a new quarter. So it is. Sir, what is it? Bit of something or other taking place off the port bow. Ghastly looking crew, I must say. Cool. There's a fair queue of nannies outside, sir. Shall I show them in? Ellen, I said eight o'clock. And eight o'clock it shall jolly well be. You see? Twelve seconds to go. Then. Nine. Post seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ellen, it is now eight o'clock. Yes, sir. As I have told you time and time again, Ellen, I dislike being hurried into things. I don't understand. They're not what we advertise for at all.
my face is rosy cheeks and everything. Ellen, you may now show them in, one at a time. Yes, sir. You may come in one at a time. Thank you. You are the father of Jane and Michael Banks, are you not? I said you are the father of Jane and Michael Banks. Well, well yes, of course. I mean, uh, you brought your references, I presume. May I see them? Oh, I make it a point never to give references. A very old-fashioned idea to my mind. Is that so? We'll have to see about that then, won't we? Now then, the qualifications. Item one, a cheery disposition. I am never cross. Item two, rosy cheeks. Obviously. Item three, play games all sorts. Well, I'm sure the children will find my games extremely diverting. May I, this paper, where did you get it from? I thought I'd toy it up. Excuse me. Item four, you must be kind. I am kind, but extremely firm. Have you lost something? Oh, that paper, you see. I thought that I... You are George Banks, are you not? What? And you did advertise for a nanny, did you not? George Banks. Very well, then. I beg your pardon, are you ill? I hope not. Now, about my wages. The reference here is very obscure. Very obscure. We must be very clear on that point, mustn't we? Yes, we must indeed. I shall require every second Tuesday off. Every Tuesday. On second thoughts, I believe a trial period would be wise. Hmm. I'll give you one week. I'll know by then. I'll see the children now. Thank you. Close your mouth, please, Michael. We are not a codfish. Well, don't stand there staring. Best foot forward. Spitzboy. George. Ah! George, what on earth are you doing? I thought you were interviewing nannies. I was, I was. You mean you've selected one already? Yes, it's done. It's, it's all done. Well, where is she? What? Well, yes, yeah, she's in the nursery, of course. I mean, I put her to work straight away. How clever of you. I would have muddled the whole thing. Tell me. Is she everything that we'd hoped she'd be? Well, it, it all happened rather quickly. I mean, I... I um... Will she be firm? Will she give commands? Will she mold our young breed? Do you know, Winifred, I think she will. <laughs> I think she will. In that case, perhaps you'd better tell Ellen to dismiss the others. The others? Oh, Ellen! Y yes, sir? Tell the other applicants they may go. Position has been filled. The others, sir? Yes, the others. How many nannies does she think we need in this house? The position has been filled. I'm afraid the nursery isn't very tidy. 
It is rather like a bear pit, isn't it? That's a funny sort of bag. Carpet. You mean to carry carpets in? Nope, made of. This is your room, and there's a lovely view of the park. Hmm. Well, it's not exactly Buckingham Palace. Still, it's clean. Yes, I think it will be quite suitable. Just needs a touch here and there. Well, first things first. I always say the place to hang a hat is on a hat stand. seeing all of my face at the same time. But there was nothing in it. Never judge things by their appearance. Even carpet bags. I'm sure I never do. A thing of beauty is a joy forever. Hmm, a little more light, perhaps. See how you two measure up. stubborn and suspicious. I am not. <laughs> See for yourself. <laughs> Extremely stubborn and suspicious. Suspicious. Now you, Jane. Hmm, rather inclined to giggle doesn't put things away. <laughs> How about you? Very well, hold this for me. As I expected, Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. Mary Poppins, is that your name? It's lovely. Thank you. I've always liked it. Now, shall we get on with it? Get on with what? In your advertisement, did you not specifically request to play games? Oh, yes. Very well, then. Our first game is called Well Begun is Half Done. I don't like the sound of that. Otherwise entitled, Let's Tidy Up the Nursery. I told you she was tricky. Shall we begin? It is a game, isn't it, Mary Poppins? Well, it depends on your point of view. You see, in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap! The job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. 
it's very clear to see that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. A robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest while gathering his bits of twine and twig. Though quite intent in his pursuit, he has a merry tune to toot. He knows a song will move the job along. Sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. Because they take a little nip from every flower that they sip, and hence, and hence, they find, they find, their task is not a grind. Ah. Cheeky. Don't be all day about it, please. Hats and coats, please. 
It's time for our outing in the park. I don't want an outing. I want to tidy up the nursery again. Enough is as good as a feast. Come along, please. Let me look at you. Well, you're not as well turned out as I'd like. Still, there's time. There's time. Spit spot. And off we go. For a spoonful of sugar, the medicine go down. The medicine go down. Medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar, the medicine go down. In the most delightful way. A screamer's an artist of highest degree, and it's all me own work from my own memory. Well, not Royal Academy, I suppose. Still, they're better than a finger in the eye, ain't they? Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chiroo. I draws what I likes, and I likes what I drew. Do I ask of you? But me cap would be glad of a copper or two. Me cap would be glad of a copper or two. Wait! Don't move. Don't move a muscle. Stay right where you are. I'd know that show you wet anywhere. Mary Poppins! It's nice to see you again, Bert. I expect you know Jane and Michael. Well, I've seen them here and about. Chasing a kite last time, weren't it? Mary Poppins is taking us to the park. To the park? Well, if I know Mary Poppins, other nannies take children to the park. When you're with Mary Poppins, suddenly you're in places you've never dreamed of. And quick as you can say, Bob's your uncle, the most unusual things begin to happen. I'm sure I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. Well, mind you, it's not my place to sigh. But what she's probably got in mind is a jolly holiday somewhere or other. Something along these lines, I shouldn't be surprised. Hunting on the Thames. That's always good if you like an outing. Here we go. About a lovely circus, lions and tigers, world famous artists performing death defiant feats of dexterity and skill before your very eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. 
Actually, if you please, I'd much rather go there. Beautiful, ain't it? A typical English countryside is done by a true and loving hand. So you can't see it. There's a little curry fair down that road and over the hill. I don't see any road. What? No road? Just what's a bit of something here. And a bit of something there. There. A country road suitable for travel and eye adventure. Please, Mary, go, Mary Poppins, please. Such a lovely place. Don't you think it's lovely, Mary Poppins? Yes, it's all, Mary Poppins. No one's looking. Please, Mary, Mary Poppins, please. I have no intention of making a spectacle of myself, thank you. All right, I'll do it myself. Do what? A bit of magic. A bit of magic? It's easy. Let's see. You think. You wink. You do a double blink. You close your eyes and jump. Is something supposed to happen? Bert, what utter nonsense. Why do you always complicate things that are really quite simple? Give me your hand, please, Michael. Don't slouch. One, two. Mary Poppins, you look beautiful. Do you really think so? Cross me, aren't you do? Like the day I met you. You look fine too, Bert. I thought you said there was a fair. So I did. Down the road behind the hill, remember? Come on, I hear the miracle. Yellow bird sent you. Don't fall and smash the drawing. I did a glorious die, right as a morning in mine. I feel like I could fly. Now, Bert, none of your larking about. Have you ever seen the grass so green? Or a bluer sky. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. You haven't changed a bit, have you? When the day is gray and ordinary, Mary makes the sun shine bright. Oh, honestly. Oh, happiness is blooming all around her. The daffodils are smiling at the dove. When Mary holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. <laughs> you are lightheaded. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. When the day is gray and ordinary, makes the sun shine bright. Oh, happiness is blooming all around. 
Retenez vos jugements et regardez votre œuvre. When Mary holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with you, Bert. Gentlemen like you are few. A vanishing breed, that's me. Though you're just a diamond in the rough, Bert. Underneath your blood is blue. Common knowledge. You'd never think of pressing your advantage. Forbearance is the hallmark of your creed. True. A lady needn't fear when you are near. Your sweet gentility is crystal clear. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with you, Bert. A jolly, jolly holiday with you. Anything for you, Mary Poppins. You're our favourite person. 
right you are. It's true that Mavis and Sybil have ways that are winning, and Putin's and Gwendolyn set you off spinning. Phoebe delightful, Maud is disarming. Janice? Well, sure. Did you? Charming. Cynthia's dashing, Vivian sweet, Stephanie smashing Priscilla a treat. Veronica? Millicent. Agnes? And Jane. Convivial company, Diamond again. Dorcas and Phyllis and Glynis are sorts. I'll agree with we jolly good sports, but cream of the crop, dip at the top. It's, it's very Mary Poppins, and there we stop. indeed if you don't want to go nowhere who says we're not going anywhere oh god 
Right, uh, Mary Poppins. Thank you. yourself. We are not on a race course. Follow me, please.
Would you be so kind to let me pass? Certainly, ma'am. Thank you. Not at all, ma'am. Time, gentlemen. Oh, yes, quite. Perfect day for it, of course. <coughs> oh, how nice. Hold still now. Watch for the dicky bird. How does it feel, Mary Poppins, winning the race? Oh, well, I... Gaining fame and fortune? Yes. Having your picture taken for the newspaper? Oh, naturally, I'm delighted. Besides having your extreme good looks, if I may say so. Oh, well, I wouldn't go. There probably aren't words to describe your emotion. Now, 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 gentlemen, please. On the contrary, there's a very good word. Am I right, Bert? Tell them what it is. Right. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad My father gave me nails a tweak and told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word to say we ain't a nose The biggest word you ever heard and this is how we go When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say me special word and meet me off, me off the tea. Woo! Which is docious alley expiistic fragicali rupus, but that's going a bit too far, don't you think? Indubitum. So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word, and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully, or it can change your life. For example, uh, yes. One night I said it to me girl, and now me girl's me wife. Wow, oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> came from. Meantime, I'm changing businesses. This year is lovely hot chestnut weather. Come along, children.
do we have to marry Poppins? People who get their feet wet must learn to take their medicine. I don't want it. I'm not going to... Lime cordial, delicious. Strawberry, mmm. Rum punch. Quite satisfactory. Mary Poppins, you won't ever leave us, will you? Do you have a handkerchief under your pillow? Mm. Will you stay if we promise to be good? Oh, that's a pie crust promise. Easily made, easily broken. Whatever would we do without you? I shall stay until the wind changes. But Mary Poppins, how long will that be? Silence, please. It's time to go to sleep. Oh, we couldn't possibly go to sleep. So many lovely things happened today. Did they? Yes, when we jumped into Bert's talk picture. And we rode the merry-go-round and all the horses jumped off and... And we all went riding over the countryside. Tally-ho! Tonga! Tonga! Yikes! Really? Mary Poppins, don't you remember? You won the horse race. A respectable person like me in a horse race? How dare you suggest such a thing? But I saw you do it. Now, not another word or I shall have to summon a policeman. Is that clear? It did happen. I saw it. Go to sleep. No, I don't want to go to sleep. Mary Poppins were much too excited. Very well, suit yourselves. Stay awake, don't rest your head. Don't lie down upon your bed. While the moon drifts in the skies, stay awake, don't close your eyes. Though the world is fast asleep, though your pillow's soft and deep, you're not sleepy as you seem. Stay awake, don't nod and dream. Stay awake, don't nod and dream. Glorious. No one sleeps this morning. Put in a double charge of powder. A double charge? Aye, aye, sir. Shed things up a bit, what? 
lovely, lovely morning, Alan. Indeed it is, Mum. Have you put the spoiled eggs in my carry-all? Yes, Mum. After our meeting at the Albert Hall, we're all going to Downing Street to throw things at the Prime Minister. Oh, <laughs> oh how distinguished you look this morning, George. What's all that fearful caterwauling in the kitchen? It's cook singing. Cook singing? What's wrong with her? She's as happy as a cricket. As a matter of fact, since you hired Mary Perkins, the most extraordinary thing seems to have come over the household. Is that so? Take Ellen, for instance. She hasn't broken a dish all morning. Really? Well, that is extraordinary. And another thing. She and Cook usually fight like cats and dogs. But today... Let me hold the door for you, Ellen, dear. Thanks ever so, ducks. Shut the window. That bird's giving me a headache. Yes, sir. Quiet. You're giving the master an headache. I'm so sorry you're not feeling well this morning, George. Who said I'm not feeling well? I'm fit as a fiddle. I just don't understand why everyone's so confoundedly cheerful. unseemly hullabaloo. I don't think there's anything to explain, do you? It's obvious that you're out of sorts this morning. The children just came in to make you feel better. I should like to make one thing quite clear once and for all. I am not out of sorts. I am in a perfectly equable mood. I do not require being made to feel better. And you're always saying that you wanted a cheerful and pleasant household. Miss Winifred, I should like to make a slight differentiation between the word cheerful and just plain giddy irresponsibility. <laughs> Excuse me, dear. Ravaging along behind. Ahoy there! Ahoy! Good day to you. Good morning, Admiral. I call. What kind of adventure are we out upon today? Going to fight the hot and hot? 
Eat for Berry's pleasure. We're going to buy some fish. Very good. Proceed at prank speed. Aye, aye, sir. Let's put our backs into it, lad. More spit and polish. That's what's wanted around here. It's Andrew. Uh, not so fast, please. I can't understand a word you're saying. Again? Oh, the poor man. Bless you. Well, yes, of course, there's not a moment to lose. I'll go straight away. And thank you very much. What did he say? He said you're welcome. What else did he say? I don't think he said anything. You know best, as usual. I thought we were going to buy some fish. There's been a change of plan. Come along, please. Don't struggle. Andrew, worrying won't help anyone. Why don't you go home and put your feet up? Oh, Bert, I'm glad you're here. I came over the moment I heard. Well, how is he? I never seen him as bad as this, and that's the truth. I'm about them. It's contagious, you know. Shall we get spots? Oh, highly unlikely. Oh, Uncle Albert. Oh, bless me, bless my soul. It's Mary Poppins. I'm delighted. Oh, I'm delighted to see you, Mary. Uncle Albert, you promised. Oh, I, I know. I, but I tried. Really, I did, my dear. I, oh, but I so enjoy laughing, you know. And when, and when I start, it's all up with... That's what happens to me. I love to laugh. Oh, my goodness. I can't help it. You can see that. I just like laughing. That's all. Jane, don't you dare. You'll only make him worse. It's really quite serious. Yes, whatever you do, keep a straight face. Last time it took us three days to get him down. <laughs> I love to laugh. <laughs> Loud and long and clear. I love to laugh. <laughs> it's getting worse every year. The more I laugh, <laughs> the more I fill with glee. You're no help at all. The more the glee, <laughs> the more I'm a merrier bee. <laughs> The more I'm a merrier me. Some people laugh through their noses, sounding something like this. Red. Some people laugh through their teeth, goodness sakes, hissing and fizzing like snakes. Not at all attractive to my way of thinking. Some laugh too fast. <laughs> Some only blast. Ah! Others they twitter like birds. 
<laughs> you know you're as bad as he is. Then there's that guy what can't make up their mind. <laughs> <laughs> when things strike me as funny, I can hide it inside and squeak <laughs> as the squeakless too. <laughs> I got to let go with a hoe <laughs> and a
We jolly will have to. There's no way to get down. Oh, no, there is a way. Frankly, I, I don't like to mention it. Because you have to think it's something sad. Then do get on with it, please. Let me see. I've got the very thing. Yesterday, when the lady next door answered the bell, there was a man there. And the man said to the lady, I'm terribly sorry. I just ran over your cat. Oh, that's sad. The poor cat. And then the man said, I'd like to replace your cat. And the lady said, that's all right with me, but how are you at catching mice? <laughs> well, I, you know, I start out sad. I, I try, really, I do, but but everything ends up so hilarious. I can't... <laughs> can't help. <laughs> that will be quite enough of that. It's time to go home. Oh, that is sad. Oh, that's sad. That's the saddest thing I ever heard. Come along, children, Spitzbot. Must you really go? <laughs> you know, people come to see me all the time, you know. <laughs> we have such a lovely time, and then they have to go home. And I'm very, very sad about the whole thing. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll come back soon. We had a lovely time. Uh, keep an eye on Uncle Albert, will you, Bert? <laughs> I'll sit with him a while. Thank you. <laughs> Uncle Albert? I got a jolly joke, I say, for just such an occasion. Would you like to hear it? I'd be so grateful. Right. You oh. did. Well, it's about my granddad, see? One night he had a nightmare, he did. So scared that he chewed his pillow to bits. Bits. Next morning I says, how do you feel, granddad? He says, oh, no, bad. A little down in the mouth. <laughs> I always say there's nothing like a good joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that was nothing like a good joke. That's... <laughs> 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 Bit late tonight, aren't you, Banks? I say, Banks. Is anything the matter, Banks? Smith. And there was a second chap, and the second chap says, what's the name of his other leg? And we had a lovely tea party <laughs> on the ceiling. Oh, children, please be quiet. Mary Poppins says if we're good, she'll take us there again. Oh. Oh, Mary Poppins said that, did she? You please return to your room. And Mary Poppins, will you be kind enough to come with me? As you wish. Mary Poppins. I very much regret what I must say to you. Good evening, George. Is anything the matter? I'm afraid there is. I, I'd love to stay, but I have to dress for my rally in Hampstead. Winifred, it is my wish that you be present. Oh, yes, George, of course. Mary Poppins, I must confess I am extremely disappointed in you. She's for it now. I've heard the master do this speech before. 
I don't deny that I am partially responsible for allowing the children to spend their days on worthless frivolity, to the exclusion of all else. But it is high time they learn the seriousness of life. But, George, they're only children. Precisely. And in the light of what has happened... George, are you certain you know what you're doing? I believe I do, Winifred. A British bank is run with precision. A British home requires nothing less. Tradition, discipline, and rules must be the tools. Without them, disorder, chaos, moral disintegration. In short, you have a ghastly mess. I quite agree. The children must be molded, shaped, and taught that life's a looming battle to be faced and fought. In short, I am disturbed to hear my children talking about popping in and out of chalk pavement pictures, consorting with racehorse persons. Boxer. Yes, well, I don't mind that quite so much. At any rate, it's traditional. But tea parties on the ceiling? I ask you, having tea parties on the ceiling? And highly questionable outings of every other kind. If they must go on outings, these outings ought to be fraught with purpose, yes, and practicality. These silly words like supercar, supercar, supercar. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yes, well done, you said it. And popping through pictures have little use, fulfill no basic need. They've got to learn the honest truth. Despite their youth, they must learn about the life you lead. Exactly. They must feel the thrill of totting up a balanced book, a thousand ciphers neatly in a row. Quite right. When gazing at a graph that shows the profits up, their little cup of joy should overflow. Precisely. It's time they learned to walk in your footsteps. My footsteps. To tread your straight and narrow path with pride. With pride. Tomorrow, just as you suggest, pressed and dressed, Jane and Michael will be at your side. Splendid. You've hit the nail right on the... at my side. Where are we going? The bank, of course, exactly as you proposed. I proposed? Of course. Now, if you'll excuse me, tomorrow's an important day for the children. I shall see they have a proper night's sleep. Good night. Winifred, did I say that I was going to take the children to the bank? It certainly sounded that way, dear. And why not? Capital idea. Just the medicine they need for all this slipshod, sugary female thinking they get around here all day long. Quite right. Good idea. Quite right. Good idea. Quite right. Harry Poppins, we won't let you go. Go? What on earth are you talking about? Didn't you get sacked? Sacked? Certainly not. I am never sacked. Oh, Mary Poppins. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Neither am I a maypole. Kindly stop spinning about me. But goats butt, birds fly. And children who are going on an outing with their father must get some sleep. Come along. An outing with father? Yes. I don't believe it. He's never taken us on an outing before. He's never taken us anywhere. How the heck did you manage it? Manage what? You must have put the idea in his head somehow. What an impertinent thing to say. Me putting ideas into people's heads? Really? Where's he taking us? To the bank. Oh, Michael, the city. And we'll see on the sight if father can point them out to us. Well, most things he can. Sometimes a person we love, through no fault of his own, can't see past the end of his nose. Past 
end of his nose. Yes, sometimes a little thing can be quite important. Oh, look, the cathedral. Father passes that every day. He sees that. Early each day to the steps of St. Paul's, the little old bird woman. In her own special way to the people she calls, come by my bags full of crumbs, come feed the little birds, show them you care, and you'll be glad if you do. The young one are hungry, their nests are so bare, all it takes is tuppence from you. Feed the birds, tuppence a bag, tuppence, tuppence, tuppence a bag. The birds, that's what she cries, while overhead her birds fill the skies. All around the cathedral, the saints and apostles look down as she sells her wares. Although you can't see it, you know they are small. Each time someone shows that he cares. Though her words are simple and few, listen, listen, she's calling to you. Feed the birds, a bag, tuppence, tuppence,
bank is a quiet and decorous place, so we must be on our best behavior. But I thought it was your bank. Yes, when well, I'm one of the younger officers, though in a sense it is, sort of. Michael, look! Well, of course I can see her. Do you think I can't see past the end of my nose? Listen, Father, she's saying it. Feed the birds. Tuppence a bird. Well, of course she's saying it. What else would she be saying? Please, maybe feed the birds. Whatever for? I have tuppence from my money box. Just this once, please. Waste your money on a lot of ragamuffin birds? Certainly not. But Mary Poppins... I am not interested in what Mary Poppins says, nor do I wish to keep hearing her name for the remainder of the day, and I come along. But it's my tuppence. Michael, I will not permit you to throw your money away. When we get to the bank, I shall show you what may be done with your tuppence, and I think you'll find it extremely interesting. <laughs> about these are my children mr dawes well, so i assume but why are they here they wish to open an account sir <laughs> oh indeed yeah. and just how much money do you have young man tuppence but i want it to feed the birds tuppence tuppence precisely how i started that's the chairman of the bank the elder mr dawes a giant in the world of finance. A giant? A father, these are Banks's children. They want to open an account. Oh, they do, do they, boy? Excellent. Excellent. Well, can I always use, or always use more money to, to put to work for the bank, can't we, boy? So, you have tuppence. May I be permitted to see it? No, I want it to feed the birds. Fiddlesticks, boy. Feed the birds, and what have you got? Fat birds. But if you invest your tuppence wisely in the bank, safe and sound, soon that tuppence, safely invested in the bank, will come found. And you'll achieve that sense of conquest as your affluence expands in the hands of the directors who invest <laughs> as propriety <laughs> demands. <laughs> Yeah, sir. Carry on, Banks. You see, Michael, you'll be part of railways through Africa. Exactly. Dams across the Nile. The ships. Tell them about the ships. Fleets of ocean greyhounds. More. Tell them more. 
Majestic self-amortizing canal. Oh, it fires the imagination. Plantations of ripening.
something dreadful. He sent the police after us and the army and everything. Michael, don't exaggerate. Well, now there must be some mistake. Your dad's a fine gentleman and he loves you. I don't think so. I should have seen the look on his face. He doesn't like us at all. Well, now that don't seem likely, does it? It's true. Let's sit down. You know, making your part of but the one my aunt goes out to is your father. There he is, in that cold, artless bank, day after day, hemmed in by mounds of cold, artless money. I don't want to see any living thing caged up. Father, in a cage? He makes cages in all sizes and shapes, you know. Bank shapes, some of them, carpets and all. Father's not in trouble. We are. Oh, sure about that, are you? Look at it this way. You've got your mother to look after you, and Mary Poppins, and Constable Jones, and me. Who looks after your father? Tell me that. When something terrible happens, what does he do? Things for himself, he does. Who does he tell about it? No one. Don't blab his troubles at home. He just pushes on at his job, uncomplaining and alone and silent. He's not very silent. Michael, be quiet. But do you think Father really needs our help? Well, it's not my place to say. I only observe that a father can always do with a bit of help. Come on, I'll take you home. Shake hands with him. 
It's the children, Mum. Oh, I thought they were with their father. You haven't been running off again, have you? You know how terribly it upsets me. Well, they haven't exactly been running away, Mum. They have had a bit of a fright, though. Need someone to look after them. Oh, of course. Mary Poppins for... Oh, no, it's her day off. Ellen, I wonder if you would... No, Mum. I haven't done my brasses yet. Will you ask Mrs. Not Pitt? for an hundred quid, Mum. This year is baking day, and you know how cook is. What about you, sir? You've been so kind in looking after the children. Uh, me, Mum? Well, I, I have to be moving along. The Lord Mayor's got to stop up chimney. Chimney? How clever of you to know. Our drawing room chimney's in the most ghastly condition. Smokes incessantly. Thank you so much. But... Besides, it'll amuse the children. The Lord Mayor's going to be terrible put out. Oh, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. I must hurry. Our gallant ladies in prison are waiting for me to lead them in song. Goodbye, my darling. See you soon. I choose me bristles with pride, yes I do. A broom for the shop and a brush for the flu. Oh, it's awfully dark and gloomy up there. There now, you see how wrong people can be? That there is what you might call a doorway to a place of enchantment. Up where the smoke is all billet and curled, between pavement and stars. Is the chimney sweep world when there's hardly no day, hardly no night? There's things half in shadow and halfway in light. On the rooftops of London, Ooh, what a sight! I do wish we could go up there. So do I. I like chimneys. Well, rightly so. Chimney is a wondrous thing. It's built tall right up there on the roof. When the wind is just right, it blows across the top and draws the smoke right up the flue. Here, feel the pull on the end of that brush. It's got a whale on the end of the line, ain't it? Michael, be careful. You never know what may happen around a fireplace. Oh, bother. That's a bit awkward, I must say. Bert, I'll thank you to stop putting ideas in their heads. There goes the other one. Shall I go after them? Well, we can't have them gallivanting up there like kangaroos, can we? Michael, don't be frightened. Everything's going to... Will you put your things on at once? Hurry up, please, Spitzbot. Here you are. I thought you'd left us. We didn't mean to. Well, no, I'm done. Truth is, this is what you might call a fortuitous circumstance. Look there. A trackless jungle. Just waiting to be explored. Why not, Mary Poppins? Oh, please, Mary Poppins, please. Oh, well, if we must, we must. Fall in. <clears throat> look lively, look lively. Jump to it, jump to it. Get in line. 
Attention! A slope of a right turn. Just good clean soup, Michael. Far as we go, right? Not at all. Oh! 
Shook your hand. You're going to be the luckiest person in the world. Come along, children. Just a moment, Mary Poppins. What is the meaning of this outrage? I beg your pardon. Will you be good enough to explain all this? First of all, I would like to make one thing quite clear. Yes. I never explain anything. Yes. Thanks, yep. Mr. Dawes, I'm most dreadfully sorry, sir, about what happened to the bank today. I can assure you that... Tonight, sir? Yes, Banks. We'll expect you at nine o'clock precisely. Without fail. Without fail. Why, yes, Banks. It's extremely serious. We regret this course of action. We regret this course of After action. After all, you have been with us a good many years. After all, you have been with As us a good many years. As was your father before you. As was your father before you. Yes, Mr. Dawes. I shall be there at nine o'clock. has dreams of walking with giants to carve his niche in the edifice of time before the mortar of his zeal has a chance to congeal the cup is dashed from his lips the flame is snuffed to fawning he's brought to rack and ruin in his prime Life is a rump go, Governor. That's it, Ruth. You know what I think? It's that woman, Mary Poppins. From the moment she stepped into this house, things began to happen to me. Mary Poppins? Yes, yes, of course. My world was calm, well-ordered, exemplary. Then came this person with chaos in her wake. And now my life's ambitions go with one fell blow. It's quite a bitter pill to take. It's that Poppins woman. She did it. I know the very person you mean. 
Mary Poppins. She's the one what sings. A spoonful of sugar, that is all it takes. It changes bread and water into tea and cakes. You see, that's exactly what I mean. Changing bread and water into tea and cakes, indeed. No wonder everything's higgledy-piggledy here. A spoonful of sugar goes a long, long way. Have yourself a healthy helping every day. And healthy up on a trouble of yours, mate? You know what she did? I realize it now. She tricked me into taking Jane and Michael to the bank. That's how all the trouble started. Tricked you into taking the children on an outing? Yes. Outrageous. A man with all the important things you have to do. Shameful. You're a man of high position. Esteemed by your peers. And when your little tykes are crying, you haven't time to dry their tears and see them grateful little faces smiling up at you. Because their dad, he always knows just what to do. Well, I mean, look, I, 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 I don't think say, I can. You've got to grind, grind, grind at that grindstone. Though childhood slips like sand through a sieve. And all too soon they've up and grown, and then they've flown. And it's too late for you to give just that spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down the medicine go down well medicine go down well goodbye go down sorry to trouble Cause you so much trouble. Here, Father, you can have the duffins. Does that make everything all right?
1773, an official of this bank unwisely loaned a large sum of money to finance a shipment of tea to the American colonies. Do you know what happened? Uh, yes, uh, yes, I think I do. Uh, as the ship lay in Boston Harbor, uh, a party of the colonists, dressed as Red Indians, uh, boarded the vessel, behaved very rudely, uh, and threw all the tea overboard. This made the tea unsuitable for drinking, even for Americans. Precisely. The loan was defaulted. Panic ensued within these walls. There was a run on the bank. From that time to this, uh, there has not been a run on this bank. Until today, a run, sir, caused by the disgraceful conduct of your son. Do you deny it? I do not deny it, sir and I shall be only too glad to assume responsibility for my son. What are you waiting for? Get on with it. Uh, yes, Father. say that when there's nothing to say, all you can say Confounded Banks, I said, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Just one word, sir. Yes? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Mary Poppins was right. It's extraordinary. It does make you feel better. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? There's no such word. Oh, yes. It is a word. A perfectly good word. Actually, do you know what there's no such thing as? It turns out, with due respect, when all is said and done, that there's no such thing as you. Impertinent, sir! Speaking of impertinence, would you like to hear a perfectly marvellous joke? A real snapper. Joke? Snapper? Yes. There are these two wonderful young people, Jane and Michael, and they meet one day on the street, and Jane says to Michael, I know a man with a wooden leg named Smith. And Michael says, really? What's the name of his other leg? <laughs> the man's gone mad. Call the guard. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I'm feeling better all the time. Thanks. Don't you dare strike my father. There's the tuppence. The wonderful, fateful, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious tuppence. Guard it well. Goodbye. 
Where, where are you going? I don't know. I might pop through a chalk pavement picture and go for an outing in the country, or I might seize a horse off a merry-go-round and win the derby, or I might just fly a kite. Only Poppins would know. Poppins? My nanny. She's the one who sings that ridiculous song. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go A wooden leg Stay till the wind changed. Isn't that right, Mary Poppins? Will you bring me my hat stand, please? Mary Poppins, don't you love us? And what would happen to me, may I ask, if I loved all the children I said goodbye to? Yes, sir, that's right. George W. Banks, 17 Cherry Tree Lane. About six foot one, I'd say, sir. Oh, yes, we rang up his bank first thing this morning. The only thing we discovered was he'd been discharged last night. No telling what he might do in a fit of despondency. Wouldn't hurt to have them drag the river. There's a nice spot there by Southwark Bridge, popular with jumpers. Really, Ellen? He seemed to have been a fine stable gentleman, sir. No hanky-panky, if you know what I mean. Or regular habits, sir, as far as anyone knows. It's him! Or something that sounds like him. Mrs. Banks, could we have a little less noise on the premises? I can't make out what the inspector's saying. Just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine let's go down. Oh, George, you didn't jump in the river. How sensible of you. It's all right, sir. He's been found. Now alive. Or so I presume he's a kissing of Mrs. Banks. I've been so worried. What happened at the bank? I've been sacked, discharged, blacked in the street. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Go off his crumpet. That's what he's done. Dotty as you George, what on earth were you doing in the cellar? We'll see you in a moment. Where are the children? Jane! Michael! Your father's calling you. It doesn't sound right, Father. Jane! Michael! Run along, spit spot. You won't go, Mary Poppins, will you? Spit spot. He meant it! 
pads for paper and strings. You can have your own set of wings. With your feet on the ground, you're a bird in flight. With your fist holding tight to the string of your kite. Oh, let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. Let's go fly a kite and send it soaring up through the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go fly a kite. Well, the kite needs a proper tail, don't you think? That's what I said, sir. Go fly a kite. No, sir, no. I don't mean you personally. Let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. Let's go fly a kite and send it soaring up through the atmosphere. Up When you send it flying up there, all at once you're lighter than air. You can dance on the breeze over houses and trees with your fist holding tight to the string of your kite. Sorry, sir. Oh, no nonsense. Nothing to be sorry about. Never seen him happier in his life. He left an opening for a new partner. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much indeed. perfect people never permit sentiment to muddle their thinking. Is that so? Well, I'll tell you one thing, Mary Poppins. You don't fool me a bit. Oh, really? Yes, really. I know exactly how you feel about these children, and if you think I'm going to keep my mouth shut any longer, I... That will be quite enough of that, thank you.
I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode of the most practically perfect in every way, Mrs. Mary Poppins. What a wonderful movie. It deserved those five Academy Award winnings. So, I will see you all next time on Wave Radio Show. So good night, pleasant dreams, and wherever you are, (laughs) bye-bye.